Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. Now, let's join our host for today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam, and I'm pleased to say I'm back with my regular partner this week. It is Matt. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I've got to say, uh, Dan was a very good assistant. I was feeling a little bit jealous, to be honest with you. Oh, see, I was going to come on to that. I was going to bring it up. How was it listening last week? Because, of course, the week before, I was off. So I got to listen to you and Dan, and yeah. I, I was a bit kind of like, ah, oh, well, yeah, I, I, I might have said that, I might not have said that, or uh, there were a few times I kind of heard my name mentioned, and I thought, hey, cheeky. Um, so yeah, it is a bit weird, but uh, it's, it's kind of fun at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got to be completely honest, I, pref- I prefer being the assistant presenter, I prefer that, I feel more comfortable with you just... You taking the main lead and me just commenting every so often. <laughs> yeah, see, it wasn't ever a sort of dedicated presenter roles. It's just I don't shut up. Yeah, there you appears go. To be, appears to be the general consensus. You yeah, just naturally I, led into it, Sam. That's the thing. Just naturally don't shut up. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it was it was fun, but yeah, you've yeah you've missed a week. It was your first week on. Yeah. Your your fans were all chomping at the bit for news. You see, now I think we need to get this out of the way first. This is elephant in the room. This kind of there is uh, an elephant shaped tattoo in the room. <laughs> Maybe that's um, what I should get. An elephant. I like that. Yeah, that, that won't that won't be too bad. So oh. basically for anyone who's a first time listener, welcome. Uh we had a conversation a few weeks ago now. Yeah. Uh me and Matt talking about transfers and Matt made the now fateful <laughs> comment that if we didn't sign anybody at all, he would get a new tattoo. Um it, it escalated quickly. Uh Daniel Levy, a big fan of the podcast, thought, right, that's it then. I want to see this guy get a tattoo. (laughs) Um, And we didn't sign anybody. I must admit, when you said that, I did think you were safe. Yeah, I Um, thought I was 100% safe. Yeah, there there wasn't really much of a doubt in my mind. I mean, I'd heard loads of rumors. I think it was... I don't know, it was as we were getting closer, it was like a week out, and suddenly I started hearing from people, actually, the club's kind of saying they might not sign anybody, and I, I think I kept messaging you going, it's okay, okay, I'm feeling fairly confident, and then it was like, yeah, I'm no longer confident, I'm worried about you. <laughs> um, now, what we said originally, of course, was well, you said you'd get the Arsenal cannon, oh, so I'm really, I'm really glad I put a stop to that early. Yeah. Um, and then, then we said we put it to the listeners. Now... I, I apologise to the listeners last week because I think I ruined that for everybody by generally presenting ideas to you on a pretty regular basis which were not appropriate <laughs> in any way, shape or form. So, of course, you got a little bit anxious. So, I believe, and you can step in here, I believe what you did was, like, any grown man, you sought permission from your wife. Oh, absolutely, correct? yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. it makes sense, doesn't it? Uh, very much so <laughs> for so many reasons but yeah um and and she has given permission for a tottenham themed tattoo is this correct yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna book one in and i'll 100 percent get a, a tottenham tattoo i will 100 percent get one i've got i've yeah. got permission from the wife so it's gonna happen as soon as it does it'll be on facebook and Brilliant. there we go I've, i'm gonna do it so yeah. don't worry guys <laughs> 
it, it will be shared by the page. It will trust be shared. Me. <laughs> so, so the and is it going to have something like transfer window <laughs> to twenty eighteen or anything on it? No, <laughs> it's going to underneath. Don't ever be too act confident about making signings ever again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is is the tattoo of Daniel Levy smiling? Well, I, no, well, no, I, no. I'm wondering if I can get in contact with him, just get him to pay for it. See, and he's, he's the one who's made, made me do it. <laughs> If if for no other reason, I'd love to read the reply. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so, something along the lines of, Dear Matthew, um, <laughs> thank you for your letter. Uh, please, uh, by the way, he wouldn't have put postage on it, so it'd be one you've had to go to the post office and pay a fine for as well. <laughs> Exactly, yeah, he would have paid for it. <laughs> and, uh, Dear Matthew, thank you for taking the time to write me. I enclose here fourpence. Um, <laughs> I keep this around just in case anyone... Asking, no, maybe if I could get underneath it, I've been leaving. That might be a. That... No, that would work. Yeah, that would work quite. Yeah, absolutely, well and truly. <laughs> <laughs> the the yeah the term shafted has been replaced by leaving. Um, I mate, we were we had quite a lot sort of planned to chat about today, and we were just mulling over it, and we were sat talking via the wonders of Skype, and then all of a sudden, a little thing cropped up. Um, I say a little thing. In the last half an hour, Tottenham and France captain Hugo Lloris has, it's been revealed, was arrested in the early hours of this morning for drink driving. Now, there aren't any more facts out about this. Now, I'm going to keep checking this as the podcast records. So please be aware if you're listening to this or when you're listening to this, if more and more information's come out, me and Matt are talking from the information we have here at 2.30pm on the 24th of August, okay? So I will keep checking it throughout as we go, just in case more more comes out. But the, the kind of cutting, uh, no, the kind of facts are clear. He... He's been done for drink driving. That means he's been behind the wheel of a vehicle. He's over the limit. He's broken the law. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I honestly don't have any defence for him at all for that. There isn't any defence. Is there? there, there is absolutely no defence at all for for drink driving. Absolutely. Um, it's an indefensible act. It, it is something that absolutely shocks me that it still happens in in our. You know, I don't know about you, mate, but my parents' drink driving generation were kind of, I don't know, they were a lot more laissez-faire, relaxed about it. Yeah. But yeah. when when my my generation came through with driving license, just wouldn't even have a drink. You mm. know, not even. Oh well, you can have half because you're driving. It's like no zero tolerance. No, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm the driver. I don't touch the stuff. Mm. It was like a generational thing, you know, a bit like smoking and things like, you know, just as generations have gone through, uh, whether it's just awareness or things that have happened, people are just like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not getting involved in that. Um, with Hugo, I, I mean, <laughs> I am genuinely shocked. That, and this is going to sound, if all the players at the football club, so let's say they didn't name who it was, and all we knew is that a Tottenham player was done for a drink driving last night, Hugo would not have been even in my no. top ten of possibles and you know you know what it's, it's a couple of things like and obviously like you've just said we, we don't know all the facts so we've just got what no. we know so far but there's two there's two things that that sort of spring to mind uh the, the the first thing is like the guy i mean what's he on he's on like 60 70 pound a week isn't he now yeah. now 
surely he could have spent 30 quid on a cab home right, for yeah, a start yeah. Right? yeah so, no 100% like, you know, like, why, why, like, I understand I understand the, the, the want to drive nice cars and I understand that and I'm sure that if I you know, if I had that kind of money I'd be buying nice cars but at the same time if I'm if, like you know if you're going out and you've got lots of meat like for example my wife and I like you know if we, if we go out we've got to take into account the babysitters we've got to take into account the cabs and everything and we're trying to budget for that and hope and, and you know sort of maybe once every three or four months we can do that but Hugo Luis could get a cab to Australia and you know and it still wouldn't even harm his bank balance you know it's incredible yeah. that he well, why has that not even crossed his mind even like and again I don't know the facts but maybe his car was parked somewhere and he's thinking I've got to get it home whatever the fine is I mean that's not going to harm yeah. his, his bank balance is it no and, and the second thing that really surprises me is like he won the World Cup and it was quite well known, wasn't it, that he got absolutely <laughs> smashed afterwards. Has he not well, got it all out of his system? <laughs> oh, man, you see, this is the thing. On the podcast, I said, and the minute I saw this, I thought, wow, sometimes things come back to bite you. Yeah. I actually said that Hugo has basically been drunk since he got back. Yeah, oh, that's what you did, didn't you? Yeah. And, and, uh, but that was what, you know, every single thing you saw, he was there with wine. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. If I won the World Cup, I'd go on a bender. But you know, there's it just seems so, so strange. Odd. I yeah, mean, really for, odd. For, for him to be out in the early hours of the morning when he's got training the next day, yeah. um, when you consider how professional he is, yeah, absolutely. Even that on its own seems strange. Now, I, I want to make it clear: there is no excuse for drink driving. Matt just hit the nail on the head right then about you know the amount of money he's got as well. There is no, I've got no other way of getting home. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's a nonsense. Mm. Um, more about this is going to come out. Obviously, it's going to come out. But I, I think from my point of view, before I before I condemn the guy as right off, what the hell have you done? You're a moron. Um, I'd like to know more about what's gone on, what's mm. caused this, what's thing. Now, the the debate immediately, and I mean immediate, I mean on Twitter within 10 minutes of this being confirmed, I saw polls and big accounts saying, should he be stripped of the captaincy? Um, without the circumstances, I don't know whether to be... You know, I'm just in shock a little bit. I think it, it's, it's it's difficult, isn't it? Because without all the facts coming out, and it, and again, again, this is this is not me condoning drink driving, no. right? But like, as an ex- as an example, say for as an example, right? Say he's gone out for a meal with his wife. And this maybe yeah. that's what's happened, yeah. and he's he knows that the limit is two glasses of wine, and, yeah. and maybe he just or one glass of whatever it is. I don't know what the limit is. I don't, I. I for me, if I have a drive, I don't even like what you're saying about your parents. Yeah. It's the same for us. I don't even think about drinking. It's just I drink Coke, you know. It's yeah. not like, oh, can I have one or two? I just don't touch alcohol. But yeah. I'm wondering whether he's looked at the limit as a, as a possibility. He's looked at the limit and, and possibly not realised that he's drunk something stronger or something. Look, I'm, I'm, this is not me trying to uh, defend no, him or no, condone it. But no. I, I think until until the actual facts come out then I don't think we should anyone no. should overreact like you know if it comes out that he's gone on a huge bender and he's just yeah. drunk then not even stupid on the captaincy I don't even want him playing for the club anymore you know I, I, I completely understand what you're saying 
with that. Um, yeah, yeah uh, drink driving is inexcusable. You you know you endanger yourself, but worse than that, you endanger other people. It's so like, it's such a selfish thing to do. Isn't massively, it? massively selfish. And like mm. you said, there there is no excuse. Mm. Um, I, I I can just give two examples from my life, and then I I like to sort of move on if that's okay. Yeah, sure. Um, so basically, I know. A situation very unfortunate. I lost two very close friends due to drink driving when I was younger. Uh, I have a very uh, harsh perspective on drink driving because of that. Mm. Um, as as you can imagine, you know, a drink driver played into two of my friends. He was literally so hammered he couldn't even stand up, and yet he decided to drive his car. Um, and two of my friends were just walking home after rugby practice, and you know, sixteen and seventeen years old, that they were gone. Jeez. So, for me, when it comes to drink driving, I've got zero tolerance yeah, with it. Yeah. So, when I say I'd like to know more of the facts about Hugo, I hope people take that in the context it's meant, which is, I'm not condoning him drink driving, not in a million years, and he needs the book thrown at him, especially as a sports person and as an example. But I'd like to understand why he's done it. Yeah, sure. Because here's another example. Five years after that incident, the older brother of one of the lads who was done his daughter started choking in a restaurant he'd had three glasses of wine and was over the drink drive limit if he hadn't jumped in his car and driven her to the hospital she'd have died yeah now i'm not saying that's what's happened i'm just saying that until you know the circumstances of what's gone on now that older brother by the way was actually arrested for drink driving when he got to the hospital the police were there (laughs) um but you know He'd take it, wouldn't he? Because he's like, you that's know, a de- yeah. that's a decision he made in the instant and the moment, not mm. to think about the drink driving, but to think about his daughter who was choking. Mm. Mm. Doctors said if she hadn't arrived, if they'd waited for the ambulance, there's no way she would have survived. Jeez. Now I'm not talking about any of these things being relatable to Hugh. I'm just saying those are two examples from my life, and that's why I am waiting and hanging on before I condemn somebody. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um. When the information comes out, I'll keep checking it as we record, but when the information comes out, it'll be there for everyone to make a judgment call. Mm. As you said, I think um, the captaincy is the very least. Um, I uh, The game, we got a game against Manchester United on Monday. I don't see how we can start that game. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, to me, it's got to be Vorm and it's got to be Gazaniga on the bench as well. Mm. Um, just just because I think it's got to be look, you need to be over there at the moment. Yeah. You know, we got on, yeah. we got enough to deal with at yeah. the moment. You go, yeah. um, and that's that's just my opinion. Though, and we'll we'll move on if you're happy. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, I mean we're a quarter of an hour in. I yeah. feel like I'm hitting my head against. Dedicate the any more time to what, it. Yeah. What what is it with our football club and being a soap opera, Matt? Oh. I, I don't. You know, you you sort of like come up to a calamity. You you stumble over it. And then you hammer into another one. You stumble over that, and you're like, "Okay, everybody good? Everybody good? Hugo, what are you drinking? Yep. You know, it's like, oh, what it, the hell? It's incredible, isn't it, Sam? Because you know, at, at the moment, you know, obviously until Monday, we, we've won every game we've played so far. And yeah. at, at the end, at the end of the day, the most important thing is winning the games. I mean, that's what it's all about, oh, ultimately. It's... But apart from that, it all seems to be falling apart at the seams, isn't it? You know, with the stadium and, you know, with the negativity around lack of transfer business and everything, it just, it's so bizarre at the club. You know, the the, the under Pochettino, 
the players have been just like the shining light as well. Yeah. You know, great examples of professionalism and yeah, stuff. Sure. And and then that's gone today as well. And you're yeah. like, really? Yeah. I mean, seriously, I, I I don't know where to go. But um, speaking of players and shining lights of professionalism and generally a, a nice lad is Sonny. Oh, I love him. Um, so, so moving on, uh, Sonny, of course, anybody who's a Spurs fan will probably know this. But just in case, I'm going to reiterate. Sonny from South Korea. He has a duty, like all men from that country, of doing two years military service. He is through looking to gain a sporting exemption. He's had various opportunities, uh, the World Cup, etc. Uh, but South Korea didn't perform to the level to get that exemption. His last chance is the Asia Games, the equivalent of the Olympics, European Championships, Commonwealth Games, but for Asian countries. They have a football tournament in that, and South Korea field a team. Like the Olympics, it's an under-23s tournament, however, with a couple of overage players allowed for every nation. Sonny is one of those overage players in there for South Korea. They've got through the group. Uh, they beat Iran, one of the favourites, 2-0, and are now into the quarter-final stage. Um... I can't even begin to imagine the stress and pressure Sonny must be feeling right mm. now, do you? It's a strange one as well, isn't it? Because you can, it, we discussed it in a previous podcast, you know, it's, have, it's, a, it's yeah. a real, it's a real, um, uh, it's an honour thing for them, isn't it? So I think, time, I, yeah. I think, and this is just my guess, I think he'd rather not do it. That, that's that's my guess. I think he'd oh, rather The military not do it. service? Yeah, the military service. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Want to do it, yeah. But clearly, and and like you, you mentioned a, a few podcasts ago, he can't be shown to not want to, to, to do no, it, you know? No. So for him, he must be just so desperate to win this, you know, because yeah. it, it, it just then, that's it, then it can be forgotten about. He can focus on his football career and, you know, it's all sorted, well, isn't it? And it, I just he, yeah, he can focus on the rest of his life. Yeah, you know? it's, yeah. It's it's really difficult to put yourself into that mindset. But you imagine being a young man and two years you got to give up two years yeah. of your life to go serve in the military. <laughs> it's it's a really you know. I just can't imagine that being forced upon me. I know there's a lot of people who think we should be doing that again with yeah. the youth of today. Yeah. But I, I, I just, for me, from my point of view, I just can't imagine that reality. And he, the pressure he must feel, especially being one of the overage players in that squad. Yeah, you, you of know, course. Everybody there looking to him. They've named him the captain for the knockout games. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he is captain in the side. The other thing as well, I've seen misreported a few times and a few people have picked up on it, so I want to point it out and make it clear. Only a gold medal will do. So a bronze, a silver runner-up, that won't do it. At the Asia Games, to get military, to get exemption from the military... It has to be a gold it has medal. To be gold, and it's his last chance, isn't it? Once, if he doesn't it, get it, that's it. It is because yeah. of his age. At the end of this season, we'll be losing him for two years. Do you know it's it's it's, it's a strange one as well because, you know, he's he's one of he's probably the best South Korean football player, and he's kind of one of the best, I'd say, in the Premier League as well. Yeah, definitely. So you've yeah. got you've got a player here that. What what's worth? I mean, we signed him for like twenty three million or something, but I think it's probably worth yeah. forty, fifty, sixty million. There's a yeah. player, and it's a bit like you know. Very occasionally, you get um, uh, players go to prison. I'm, probably Hugo Lloris is going to be playing <laughs> for a prison club soon. <laughs> right. But you always wow. you, you hear about them playing for prison teams, don't you? And you like, yeah. 
like uh, you've got a fifty million pound football player playing for a prison team, and then and it's it's yeah. almost like kind of it feels like that with Sunny. You'd be like you got you'd be playing for a military team, only obviously. Yeah. But it doesn't belong there, does he? He just doesn't. No, no he, <laughs> it doesn't. He doesn't, and it, it's just it's a it's an awful reality. Yeah. For the for the guy, and from from our point of view as a club as well, I mean. The they must be watching each of these games on the edge of their oh, seat God, yeah. because the club have put a massive investment in him. You know he's had his new contract. Um, I, I'm told there must be some kind of clause in it, but uh, there's no it, details. Yeah. I've been able to find out. Um, it's ooh, it's an awful situation. But right now they are in the quarterfinals. Uh, we post updates on every game on the page. So, obviously, check that out. Um, we'll keep everybody up to date. But just from me again, best of luck, Sonny. Yeah, um, me too. Because, <laughs> yeah, because it's a rough old time. Um, so, mate, we got some questions from people. We got some questions and things people want us to talk about. Now, we put this out there first thing this morning on the old Instagram and Facebook. It was before the news about Hugo broke, which obviously we've discussed anyway. Mm. So, we don't need to sort of dwell any further on that um so yeah let's let's uh let's have a look at these questions and now it's time for your comments directly from our facebook page okay so i'm gonna do instagram first because on instagram we don't have people's real names yeah, I'm glad you read these out, Sam. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, number one is from Nelza18. N-E-L-Z-A-18. I'd say that. Uh, why didn't we sign a decent backup striker? And are we putting too much pressure on Kane, knowing he will pretty much have to play every game because Lorente simply isn't good enough? Now, I have a pretty strong opinion on this, but do you want to go first? Well... Look, look. I, I know, I know we, we've had we've had the discussion when I, uh, you know, when I did the podcast with Dan, we had the dis- discussion about lack of transfers. But when, you, but my, my thoughts are so, again, and I, and I'm 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 still this, I'm still a firm believer that Lorente looks a lot fitter than he did last season. I still think he's, he does, he's a fitter looking player. Yeah. And also, you've got a Sonny that can that can play as a striker role. And look at Lucas, the way he played uh, Lucas Moore at the last game. You know, he's looks like he's found a bit of form as well so they can play further forward yeah. and it always comes down to like my my overriding thought when it comes to people's complaints with a, a striker is they know they're not going to be playing every game and they, pos- or yeah. they possibly might not even start any games because Kane will always start every Premier League game as long as he's Agreed. fit he just will you're not you're not going to you're not going to you're not going to knock him off. Kane's never no. going to be on the bench for another striker. So, if I'm if I'm a, if I'm a striker, and uh, I've been offered the chance to go to Spurs or I've been offered a chance to go to another Premier League team that you know might not be in Champions League, but you know you're going to play every game, I, I'd be inclined to go for the second team. I just would be. I, I wouldn't. I think that it's a short career, isn't it? And yeah, they they, they like they like playing, don't they? Well, yeah, that's, that's why they're there. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, my my view on this is um, we have got in Lorente a striker who has won everything. Uh, the World Cup, the European Cup, international level. He's won the Champions League, I believe, with two different clubs. Mm. He's won the UEFA Cup. 
he when it was called that as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, wow, I'm old. <laughs> well, he's old. <laughs> we're going to be having a good chat about the old Rumbelows Cup soon. Um, <laughs> oh yes, and the milk truck, milk cup, lad, milk cup. Um, anyway, moving on swiftly because I'm talking about. There's, there's so many Instagram. listeners that are like you know yeah, 25 and yeah. oh, We haven't got a clue what you're talking about, mate. So bad, but one of the listeners is Dan. He does this podcast oh, God, with us, and he'll be there sat there going, "I have no idea what you were talking about." <laughs> the Carling Cup, Dan. The God. Worthington Cup. The the League Cup has sponsors. Back in our day, back in our day. <laughs> Cup. Yeah, buy it, lad. Yeah, there you go. That was for Dan, so he understood me. Bye, lad. Yeah. Um, anyway, now I've insulted half the audience. I, I am of the opinion that you're not going to be able to get a more experienced and better backup striker. However, if you put any striker on the bench for eight games in a row, bring him on for ten minutes, and guess what? He doesn't do amazingly well. Mm. It doesn't matter who that person is. In an ideal world, you'd find a player like Martial who can play that nine role but also can play in the role that Sonny plays we do have Sonny as you pointed out (laughs) who can play up top on his own and the team actually looks very good when we do that because the movement because he rotates and the movement and everything is fantastic I think we have the options in the squad to do that Lorente offers us something a bit different you know a little bit more of a target man Mm. we haven't we didn't play to his strengths very well last year, but on the rare occasion we did, he did very well. Yeah. Um, there was a hat trick in the FA Cup, which was scored because we were putting the ball in the box. That's right, yeah. Um, Kane tends to hang around and arrive late or wait on the edge. Lorente wants the ball played into him. You know, He's going to make the darts of the near post, the back post. So mm. it's all about the team getting more used to each other. It's his second season. Let, let's wait and see what he does this year when he has the opportunities before we write him off as rubbish because he certainly isn't that. No, of course. Um, and the thing, is with, the thing is with Lorente as well is he's, like you say, because he's won everything and he's like coming towards the, the, the end of his career, he's happy to be a... a you know, it, yeah. you know, I'm sure well, it, it, it kind of, in an ideal world, he'd like to be playing every game. But he's not, he's not fast, is he? He's not on the bench no, thinking, he, I need to get out there. You know, he's he's done it all. This is just his kind he, of. He did an interview in pre-season this year where he made it clear he wanted to stay at Spurs. Yeah, and he said the things he struggled with last year was not playing. Whereas this year, he's taking advice from the coaches on how to train better and how to do different things. He actually had a pre-season this year. Last Mm. year, he broke his arm. Mm. So he has taken advice on what he can do to be better prepared to come on as a sub and what he can do to be better prepared to miss five games, play two, miss five, play one, you know, and things like that. So he's had to learn something new and he seemed actually quite invigorated by playing that role yeah i agree he's like you know now i've got my head around this you know now i know what my role is at this football club Mm -hmm. i'm you know i'm really looking forward to the season and hopefully you'll get some chances hopefully you'll put them away and uh, and hopefully you'll have a good season but the, the debate on whether we didn't sign a decent backup striker um let's look at the clubs around us uh Lukaku breaks his legs at Man United. Who's their backup striker? Exactly, yeah. Um, Aguero, Man City. Who's theirs? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You don't have world-class strikers sitting on the bench except for when you're playing FIFA or Championship Manager. Mm. 
it, you know it, that doesn't exist in the real world the the Galacticos at Real Madrid era and things like that you took Ronaldo out of the team the replacement coming on wasn't Ronaldo might have been a very good player but it wasn't going to be at the same level as Ronaldo yeah sure so the, the kind of myth about oh yeah we well, need to have two world class players in every position is very difficult to ever fulfill um, so yeah, so that's my opinion on that one. Um, we now have someone called Nitin Akapur ninety foot man. I am so sorry. <laughs> N i t i n t h a k u r ninety four. Nitin the core. Mate, should we go with that? Should we go with that? Drop me a message and let me know how bad I'm doing. <laughs> when when are we going to be financially stable so that we can sign world class players? Now that's kind of a <sighs> an interesting question. Um, the club are financially stable, so let's let's make sure that's kind of clear. Um, there is no instability at the club. I I think what you're driving at, perhaps your wording isn't very clear, but I think what you're driving at is when are we going to be able to go. Right, let's go sign him for a hundred million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, technically, we could do that now. Um, there's a big difference between being able to and having the philosophy to do it. That that's my opinion, anyway. Uh, what about yourself? Yeah, I, th- I think you're right, and it's it's kind of um, it's been a real like not sign anyone has been a real shock. Not just to us, I think just to the, the the country like you know any support yep. football supporting fan, but then the more like the more you think about it, once it once it all calmed down, and then you kind of listen to watch what Poch had to say, and you look at the fact that we're now you know we've won our two games I'd, I'd say fairly comfortably the first two games you know and I know we wasn't yep. playing any top six opposition but they were tough games, yep. but you're now seeing that we have got that settled squad and I, and I understand that there's still time for for players to leave abroad. But if that isn't the case, we, we've got like a we've got a, a nice settled squad who who have, they're all come like a lot of them are coming out on social media and saying they this this is the year they want to win something. This now you know we we we're at a place now where we feel like we can win something. Then you, 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 do, do, do we need to be signed? like you, unless I, I I spoke to to Dan about it. I, I feel like um the last, the last podcast I did with him, it's a really strange one with us, isn't it? Because we're not like years ago. Like I went back to the example with um, when we the year we sold Bell, yeah. and we signed seven or eight players. Yeah, we was a Europa League team, wasn't we? And we could sign yeah. these. We signed these squad players, and you know, we've, what have we got left? Lamelo and Ericsson, haven't we? I think are great yeah. players. Yeah. But now we we we're not at that level anymore. We I, I think we. And before I get any stick, I know we haven't won trophies, but I feel like we're at a higher level now. We've qualified for the Champions League for the last three years, and we've lifted the we've lifted the the bar on the on the wages. So we're now paying an extra hundred thousand more for players. But we're kind of caught between a rock and a hard place, aren't we? Because we we can't, we don't want to be signing loads of players like we did with that bow year. But yeah. then to get the great player, that, you know, you know, it, would we need to break two hundred thousand? Or you know, it, it's kind of. It's, we're at a difficult place, aren't we, at the moment? I, mean, I think if we if we won, say, say for example, I don't think it's going to happen. I think Man City will run away with it again. But say for example, we did win the title this 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 season. We're, we're uh, going to, by the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm not yeah. talking about. To- I'm not going to promise any toes. <laughs> <laughs> but if, yeah. if if we did, then I think then we could attract the kind of players that a lot of fans are screaming out for. 
But I just yeah. don't think we can at the moment. I don't think we're at that place. I feel I feel like we've advanced and and we've got some excellent world class players at our squad, which which I think is brilliant that we've retained them all. But hopefully, you know, unless Real Madrid offered Kane six hundred thousand a week and he's like sod this, I'm off. But um, I, I don't <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. And and I, I feel like we just kind of. Let's see where we are. Let's see how it goes to January. And maybe if in yeah. January we're there or thereabouts, you never know, do you? Poch might say, or Daniel Levy's like, let's go out. And, you know, someone might think, look, or even a player might think, look, they've got a chance of winning the title here. Like, I'm going to go to, I'll, I'll sign for Spurs, you know, and it, and it will kind of attract them that way. I, I just feel like we're in this real kind of, I'm trying to find the right word for it. We're just kind of in a bit of a limbo at the moment with where we are, you know? <laughs> And it's kind of yeah. it's, it's confusing us a little bit, isn't it? Because we're not we're not that team from years ago, and we're not Man City yet. We, but I feel like we could we could get there, and it's just going to take time, and different things need to happen. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I hear you. Um, okay, yeah, no, I think you're you're pretty much spot on with all of that. Uh, we will move on to the next one, which is Ben Gutteridge. Uh, bless you, Ben, for having a name I can say. <laughs> Um, you know you're going to go that wrong. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Ben, drop me a message. Let me know. Uh, it's going to be like his Gutierrez. Yeah. Um, ben says, talk about Lamella and Janssen in your views. Uh, okay. Uh, they're they're a lovely couple, and I'm pleased they've come out. No. Oh, hang on. No one knows. Um, Lamella, Lamella. I I've always been a fan of him, even when people absolutely hated on him. I. I felt his first season, he was blighted by injury, and you could see there was a player there. It was frustrating. Um, time's gone on. I've realised the biggest problem I think that had for him was a YouTube video of him playing for Roma looking like Gareth Bale. Yeah. Um, because when he arrived, people thought we'd signed another Gareth Bale. He did, he did the heart sign, didn't he, like Gareth Bale? Yeah, and he hit... He hit all these wonderful goals for Roma from 30-odd yards, you know, at 19 years old. And people were thinking, ah, brilliant, there's our bail replacement. He was not that player. And it wasn't until Pock came along and kind of got him and went, right, you know, stop trying to do that. That's not you. Mm. <laughs> um, this is how you play. Now, the injuries with his hips and things like that, uh, you, you miss a year of your career. Um, he must have been in a pretty bad way in a dark place. I since he's come back from that, I I think he's a great player and a really great asset to the squad. Uh, he's been rewarded with a new contract, which again I saw people, you know, unhappy about. I, uh, for me, the fact he called Jack Wilshire a pussy on live TV. <laughs> Legend. I, I mean, why? I mean, if I'm getting a tattoo at any point, it's going to be him <laughs> with a speech mark and pussy written on it. I, I, I honestly don't know how people can't love the guy. <laughs> um, he, he stamped on him. He kicked him. <laughs> you know, he, here's the you're, you're getting of, so much pleasure saying this, aren't you? So? I am. I am. I really am. I, you know, uh, what do we think of Wilshire? Oh, see. God. Um, he... He gets it. Now, here's the thing. He absolutely gets it. We play Chelsea, we play Arsenal, and Lamella plays. Mm. He kicks them. He winds them up. Yeah. He he, he is an absolute ass um, because he grew up playing in Argentina where, you know, you play against your local rivals, fans are probably going to die, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. He grew up in this kind of atmosphere. And so to him, this he goes onto the field like it's a war. And... 
you know, you see kids like who grew up in North. You very rarely get a derby now in the Premier League where you get local lads kicking lumps out of each other. You know, Kane gets it. Winks gets it. Mm. But you look at the two squads. You know, does a Bo- a Bamiang for them? No. You know, they yeah. they they know it's a local derby, but they they aren't going to get it. Think about the Arsenal teams in the past, like. Keown, Adams, all those people. They, you know, they were playing against Tottenham. They were a, a level up, you yeah, know. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, think of, think of for us, you know, guys like Mabbott and people like that. When they played against Arsenal, they mm. were, they were going for it. That's what Kane does, doesn't he? Kane just scores. Yeah, so, he scores so yeah. many goals against Arsenal, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, Kane. Every time he plays against Arsenal, you can, you can almost sense the. I had to wear their shirt for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've still got it burning on my soul. <laughs> I'm going to take it out on you. Um, so yeah, it just he gets it. I like Lamella a I've, lot. I've got a couple of things to say about Lamella. Um, Please, yeah, yeah. So the, the the first thing is the I know it's I understand it's only one game, but uh, the Fulham game, that run he did to set up the third yeah. goal, that is something I haven't seen from him from for a while. You know, and I've yeah. got to admit, I, you know, I watched the, most of the games at Wembley last season, and he he came on and he still felt like it was. It still felt like he was kind of not carrying injuries. I know he was injury free, but he he had that he wasn't right. You know, he didn't feel right. It, 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 you know, it, 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 the, it's a, it was a confidence thing, I think, with him. And and that run he made just shows the oozes confidence. I mean, he ran half almost half from the halfway line to you know to the, to the goal, and he, he, you know he, he was just he was taking them on at will, wasn't he? You know, and it, he was not... he was oozing confidence, I think. And I, and I understand it's only it's only a run, it's only only one game. I don't want to judge his, you know how no. he's going to be from that, but seeing that really filled my heart with joy. I'm like, maybe yeah. we're going to get no, the lamella that we all expected, you know? Well, you just see, if you have a nasty, horrible injury, it takes a long time for you to feel confident again. Of course. I made the comment last week about Winks. Winks, he needs to get kicked in the ankle a couple of times and it not reoccur, you know? Mm. He needs to have that and feel like, oh, good, you know, I am yeah. right, I can play the game. Because it is very difficult to play anything or do anything when your mind is elsewhere. Yeah, and if you are constantly thinking, if I twist, you know, I'm back back mm. to square one, or, oh, no, if this happens, I'm gone. Lamella, in his little cameo, when he made that burst, he's not the quickest player. He's not going to burn people for pace. But what he did was he saw the space and went at it. Yeah, now, yeah. There was a brilliant video I saw online of it, and a guy slowed it down. And what it demonstrated was by running with the ball into that space at the defenders, six Fulham players around him all came to him. Yeah. And that created space everywhere. Mm. Lucas Mora was on the right. He could have played that to Kane or Lucas, who were both then in. I mean, he, he picked Kane, you know, as you would, because nine times out of ten, the guy's going to score, even if it is August. Yeah. But, you know, he by running into that, drawing the men to him, he created space. And he has got the ability to find that pass. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, I'm with you. That was, I mean, I, I can't even begin to say how encouraged I was by that. It was yeah, great. I really was. And, and the second thing I wanted to say, and, and this this is for the second time maybe in this podcast, we're going to alienate, alienate our younger listeners. But yeah. do you ever, do you remember Transworld Sport that used yes. to be on channel? Do you ever remember the one when Lamella was on it? Oh, God. <laughs> Do you know oh, what? For, for any yeah. any any listeners that are too young to remember Transville Sport, it used to be on before. Do you remember Channel Four used to play the Italian football, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. And it used to be on before. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. they, they, he was he was on it, and he was a 
would have been about 12 or 13 at the time and wow. I, 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 honestly YouTube it w when you get a chance Sam but yeah. he does look like a young girl he does look like a young girl and when you first can, watch it like is that I a boy or is that. that a girl but that he was being talked about uh, being the next uh, I think it was Maradona I think they were saying he was going to yeah. be there. he's going to be the, yeah. the greatest thing come out of Argentina you know yeah. so he, he's always had that kind of um, you know that potential and potential and pressure as well yeah, you know, that, yeah that comes of with a great deal of oh my yeah, god <laughs> yeah yeah but I think maybe um, we'll see it over the next couple of years I think so Vincent Janssen oh. <laughs> I've got so many good things to say about him <laughs> um unlucky for one yeah um, he's on the verge of getting his move away from the club and he gets a foot injury that <laughs> means he has to have surgery and he's going to be here till at least January oh, um the guy had the squad number of nine taken off of him unceremoniously. He wasn't invited to have his picture taken for the new season. Jeez. So on the official website, he's still wearing last season's shirt. Um, and now he's going to be here for a while longer. He doesn't train with the first team. If he plays any games at all, it's going to be with the under-23s as an overage player in the league. Mm. I, I don't think he's ever done anything wrong. Right, you know, he's a professional footballer. Perhaps behind the scenes, he's a bit of an ass, but I don't think so. No, he doesn't strike people me. People have as, said yeah. um, he unfortunately just didn't manage to mesh with Pochettino what his expectations of him were, and he just didn't able to find his feet in the Premier League. That's not a crime, you no, know. That's it's one of those things. It it does happen. Um, I don't dislike the guy. I wish him really well. I felt awful reading about his foot injury. I just want the guy to have a break. Not literally in his foot. I mm. meant a break, a lucky break. Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, I don't really have any strong opinions. I, I just think it didn't work out for him. Let, let's hope he finds a new club. Let's hope he still has a good career. I mean, he's... He's the same age as Kane, you know. He's not. He's not yeah, he's knocking on. He's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, so, he, and, and he's not. He's, he's no mug either. I mean, he's, he's played. He plays for for the Netherlands uh, national team, doesn't he? You yeah, know. Yeah. I, th I think as well. This this li actually links back to the first question was asked about. Uh, you know, why why haven't we signed a backup striker? Yeah, it's, there's got to be an element of other strikers looking at the situation, going, "Do I fancy ending up where Janssen is?" There has to be an element of that in there, doesn't there? Yeah, of course. Because they've seen strikers with good reputations arrive at Tottenham and do shocking. Yeah. Um, Rebrov's so yeah. Rebrov strike uh, comes to mind with me immediately. Well, he arrived, he arrived after refusing a move to AC Milan where they tried to sign him and his strike partner, uh, Andre Shevchenko. That's right, yeah. Um, they signed Shevchenko as second choice, by the way. <laughs> wow. Um <laughs> Yeah, let that sink in. Uh, so anyway, moving on then. Thank you. I hope you discussed that. But now we move on to a couple on our Facebook page. Adam Sasson. Sasson. Adam Sasson. Sasson. Adam says, hi guys. Always a great listen. Oh, damn. I'm just... <laughs> There you go. I've just butchered his name. He's been so nice. Sorry, Adam. Uh, just wondering how you feel about our first game in the new stadium being against, potentially, good addition of potentially there, Manchester City. A tough team to beat on any ground, but saying that, though, Liverpool would have been a hard game. Yeah. I feel that City might be that little bit more of a challenge and would hate to start the new chapter at home with anything other than a win. Now, I talked about this before. There's an element of me... 
as stupid as this sounds, would almost like to lose the first game and get it out of the way. Yeah, it gets <laughs> a monkey off your back, doesn't it? But I don't fear any team at any point. And when I saw that our first game at the new stadium could be Man City, then I was like, oh, brilliant, that's who we beat. Mm. I don't know. It's not arrogance or cockiness. I just feel that we have the ability to beat any team in the league as long as we are up for it. Man City have beaten us in our heads before. The last season, we played them twice, and for whatever reason, we just weren't at it. The season before, we we did well against them. Before that, we were beating them. So, they're not hammering us 6-0, 7-0 like the AVB days, but they did put eight goals past us in two games last season. I I don't think Pock's going to let that happen again. Um, And I... I don't know. I I just I'd fancy beating them as much as I would anybody else. Yeah, and, and you know, listen, it's, it, we're not going it, to. It's it's a new stadium, but really, it's just White Hart Lane, isn't it? You know, it's in the same yeah. place. And I've been to a couple of. You know, I only just got my I only had my season ticket for a year, so before that, I'd kind of go to the odd games, and I was lucky enough to go to a couple of home ones against Man City. And one of them, I think, it was five or six years ago when we drew. It was the first game of the season. We drew nil nil. It was a dire game, but I also yeah. was lucky enough to be at the one where we beat them three one. I don't know if you remember that, where um, they went one nil up. I think Nasri yeah. scored for them, and that at the time. I think they may have even won the league that season. They were like the far and away the best team in the league. But yeah. they they didn't, you know, we, we they didn't scare us, you know. And I, I, hopefully, we if we can kind of take that mentality back. To, and I will say White Lane. I know it's not going to be called White Lane, but we'll call it that. If we if we have that White Lane, that mentality, then yeah, bring them on, <laughs> bring them on. You've got to remember, we're you know we've not lost at home in years now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, I hope that answers that. Uh, Lee Sadler is the other question from Facebook. He says, During the early close season, it was said the club were going to offer Dyer, Ali, Ericsson and Jan new contracts along with Harry and Son. But only the last two came into fruition. Will the club still get the others done? Um, I've mentioned this on a podcast a number of times. I'm still told that Delhi and Ericsson signed new deals. Now, they've not been announced, which is just weird. Um... I don't know whether, because I think with all that's gone on, you'd want some good PR yeah, out there yeah, right absolutely, now. Yeah. So I don't know whether perhaps people have been wrong about that, but you know, I go back to people and say, "Did you hear the same thing?" And they're like, "Yeah, it's done, one hundred percent." It's weird. Um, Dyer and Jan Vertonghen, along well, <laughs> along with Hugo, um, are amongst a long list of people who are all in talks. The only thing I can possibly say holding this up is time. And not by how quickly it needs to get done, but just how much time Daniel Levy actually has physically, given the problems with the stadium and how much time is now being taken up with him almost project managing it himself. Mm. Um, I I don't know. There, there's a lot to be said about that. I, I, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll spend some time this week looking into the contracts, looking into things with various people, and then next week on the podcast, we'll do a bit of a feature on it. Um, and we'll, we'll talk a bit more detail. But there's a lot of people with very, very good ties with the club who are just convinced that those were done. Because Ericsson was linked to various clubs this summer, then the links just died. Hmm. Yeah, they did, <laughs> um, they? yeah. You know, and Pock was over there having lunch with it, uh, having dinner with him, everyone got the picture of it. it just generally... I don't I don't think that 
I don't think they're they're wrong on this. I think they're right. I think Delhi, I think Ericsson were done. Why they've not been announced yet, I think, is purely down to a timing thing. Perhaps perhaps with the new stadium when they've got it open, perhaps they want to do kind of like a run to it, like every day, like some good news. You yeah, know? That, I, do, I do don't you know, know. Sam, that's that's what was going through my mind. That can be the only reason I can think of that they're yeah. just you know when the stadium opens it'll be like you know um, funny enough when I was talking to Dan on the podcast a couple of weeks ago after uh, after the transfer window and I said oh, it would have been really good if we'd have had a new sign in like on a sort of 20-30 yeah. foot poster yeah. maybe they do, they'll do something similar you know like yeah. new yeah. 2024 or something with one of our players and maybe that's their plan and, and because it's kind of you know it's all the, the the building's been delayed. Maybe it's sort of thrown everything, and so they're like, let's just well, sit on it for I, I now. Think, maybe, yeah, I think perhaps all all plans on hold whilst we sort out what the hell's going yeah, on. Yeah, sure. Once we get a new date, we'll we'll work it again yeah, from there. Yeah, sure. Uh, okay, so that's all the question. Big thank you to everyone who takes the time to do that. We always really appreciate it. Um, if we did miss you because you might have commented after we started recording, apologies. Uh, but obviously, we'll we'll grab you on the page now the next thing i want to move on to is we have a competition to win a new spurs shirt awesome uh we've already given one away uh linton got that one well done linton he looks and very good so, in it doesn't he <laughs> yeah yeah he submitted the picture to the page he, he looked happy he looked happy, I, I, he looked happy. That's, <laughs> that's the main thing um it took me a while to get it to you sorry linton that, that was completely on me i, I was i seemed to waste ages with that with it sat on my desk at my office the post to him like oh i need to go and do that <laughs> uh, anyway sorry linton but you got it in the end you were very nice and patient as well what a man uh so yeah competition time and now on the spurs news podcast it's competition time uh, are you ready good so, the competition is this. We are doing a prize draw. It's nice and simple. All you have to do is subscribe and comment and rate the podcast on your podcast provider. iTunes, Podbait, whatever way you listen to this. You need to go and write a review and rate us five stars. In the review, be nice. It's not a prerequisite, but be nice. Because I'm more inclined to like you, if you're nice. <laughs> and rate us five stars. I'm not going to lie, this helps us. The more ratings and things like that on these uh, iTunes, for example, the higher up in the charts we appear, the more listeners we get. Which is what we'd like. We'd yeah. like to share our dulcet tones with more people. But, if you do this, you've got a chance of winning a Spurs shirt. If you have already entered... Other than Linton, you can't win another one. <laughs> you are eligible. I have it all written down here. I've got everybody down. If you remember the first time we said you have to say that the podcast is better than Sissoko. Then we said you had to get Skip in there somewhere. Oliver Skip, but spelt S-K-I-double-P. And I saw a good few of those. So thank you for that. So here we go. This is what you have to do. You have to go on, write the rating, rate us five stars. You then take a screenshot of it, once it's live, and send it to the page. You go to facebook.com slash spursnews, message the page. Please don't post it on the wall because we might miss it. Message the actual page and just put, listen to the podcast, enter in 
the prize draw and you know attach the screenshot for us so we've got it make sure you do that because we might miss it otherwise and also we need your actual names whereas a lot of the time on like itunes Podbay, things like that is a screen name similar to instagram where we wouldn't have a clue who you are so get that done now there has to be a phrase on there for it to be eligible matt i'm gonna look to you <laughs> right i'm thinking maybe this week nothing too complicated no but we've got a uh, wink harry winks is back now isn't he he's kind of yep. getting back so maybe yep. if we incorporate the word 40 winks what do you think maybe if we say yeah. listen to this podcast is far better than catching 40 yeah. winks do you think catching or? catching catching 40 winks okay yeah, i'm up for that yeah. yeah he's got number eight now oh there you how go. about how about how about listening to this podcast is much better than catching eight winks. There you go. There you go. Perfect. Okay. So there we go. So write a review, whatever you want, but be nice. I keep saying that. Be nice. I'm very sensitive. <laughs> and then put the phrase in at the start, in the middle, at the end, on its own. I don't care. Just make sure it's there. And it says, listening to this podcast is better than catching eight winks. Okay. Brilliant. That's all you have to do. You do that. This time next week when we're recording the next podcast, we will have all of the valid entries. We will go through them and at random select one more. You will win either a home, away, or this time the third kit because it's been released. Sorry, Linton, that wasn't available to you. (laughs) So home, away, or third. You can get that in men's or kids. So if you've got a kid and you're thinking, oh, brilliant, I can birthday coming up or even christmas yes ladies and gentlemen we got to start thinking about that again soon (laughs) um you know we can sort that for you as well so there you go that's all you have to do and that's the competition i do hope one of you gets on there and gets it it's about 40 something people at the moment so you've got a great chance good odds you enter i was going to say you enter you think about doing these prize draws for most people because we're a fairly new podcast we're still building our audience. So right now, you've got a 1 in 40 chance if you enter. Obviously, it increases a bit more. But you've got a really great chance. So there we go. Uh, my friend, that brings us nicely then to a returning feature for the returning mats. And that, of course, is Matt Stat. Now it's time for Matt's Stats on the Spurs News Podcast. Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it, mate? It's been a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, people were clambering for it last week. The, the cult following you have, you have got now. Right, I thought what I'd you do this week, so we've got the game on Monday, haven't we, against Manchester United? We have. So my stats are going to be called the good, the bad, and the ugly. Ooh, right. sounds like my dating program. <laughs> yeah. Good. Go, go for it. Right, so we start with the good, shall we? Yep. Right, so Kane has two more goals against top six opposition than Lukaku, despite playing 2,008 fewer minutes. So um, although they're kind of seen as you know, very similar in you know their 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 uh, ability and probably their value. Kane, you know, has got a far better goal scoring record, so I think that's a good one to start with. So we've got the better forward. <laughs> yep. 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 I'm, I'm up for that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Come on, this is the good. Like you know, we're playing Man yep. United, aren't we? Right. And um, one on uh, David De Gea. 
So he's yep. conceded 10 goals from the last 14 shots that have been struck against him. And that's uh, Premier League and it, the, the back end of the World Cup. So no. he hasn't saved many, has he? <laughs> no. So hopefully facing Harry Kane, then you know we can make that even worse, that stat. Uh, yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Can, Listen, I, can if... I just in, can I just interject just quickly? Go I, on. I I read something the other day, and you know, like when something gets in your head. Yeah. I um someone someone just put out there. What if this season Harry Kane only scores in August? Oh, don't! don't I know. That. I felt like crying. Oh, it's like, don't put that in my head. You that's never going to happen. Yeah, that's never no, happen. no, it's not. But just imagine, right? He scores against Man United. We win the game. Yeah. yeah. But, then September, but then, but then September comes and he doesn't score, and all of a oh, sudden don't. it's going to be, oh, oh my God, we've reversed the curse. What have we done? What have we done? <sighs> with the amount of bad luck we've had at the moment, I just, I wouldn't even put it past happening to be honest. With you. A- actually, <laughs> actually, thinking about it, let's shut up. Yeah, let's stop talking about it. If it happens, I'm going to get lynched. Moving. <laughs> Back, back, back to the stats, back to the stats, quick. Right, just on the on the good as well. So, uh, I did look at the the um, odds on sort of a few of the big bookie sites, and they've got Man United only very slightly as favourites. So, one of the big ones has got Man United at thirteen to eight, and Spurs are fifteen to eight. So, you know, considering what it would have been in the past, you know, to, to the fact that they a lot of the bookies see us as an even kill at Man United. Against Man United at Old Trafford, I think, just shows how far we've come, you know, over the last few years, which is quite impressed about. Agreed, yep. Yeah. Right, so that's the good. Unfortunately, now I'm going to go into the bad and the ugly, so I apologise in advance to... Is is bad and ugly one category? No, it's two. Or do you have the bad and then you have the... The the ugly is one of those ones where... I might have to tell people to put their hands over their ears. They just will not want to hear yep. it. But, you okay, know, right, go we've got it. to find the ugly. Right, so the bad. So since the Premier League uh, inception in 1992, um, yep. this will be our 53rd meeting with Manchester United. <laughs> uh, we've won eight, drawn 11 and lost 33, which is uh, pretty <laughs> abysmal. Uh, wow. I know. We've scored 45. And guess what? They've scored double that against us, 90. So. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot, Sir Alex. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Do you and remember that game we were three 0 up against them? Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, right, just... genuine, genuine story. Oh. Interjection again. I was out with a Man United fan, and me and him were going to the cinema together, yeah. meeting a group of friends for drinks afterwards. We're waiting just to go in, and I've checked the score: three 0 Tottenham oh, half time. Oh. I've told him we're both laughing our heads off. Like I'm laughing because oh my god, we're beating Man United three 0 He's just shaking his head like, wow, what has happened? <laughs> we go in. We come out of the cinema. I think, oh, I wonder what the score ended up being. Just check. We lost 5-3. Oh, we were 3-0 up at half time. Sickener. Lads, it's Tottenham. Oh, sickener. I then had to go out and drink with a Man United fan for the next five or six hours, <laughs> laughing his head off. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. Back, back to the bad. Back, back to, to the, the bad. bad, yeah. Right, so no Premier League team has ever lost more away games at any venue than we have at Old Trafford. We've lost 21 games to date. Wow. Again, shocking, isn't it? <laughs> shocking. But if you think that's bad, I'm moving on to the ugly. Oh, okay. Right, sorry, mate. Sorry. Right, yeah. so I just thought I thought I'd mention this, uh, and it's going to remind people of it. So I apologise in advance. So that um, that our first game of the season uh, against Newcastle, the first goal that we scored, that Jan Vertonghen goal, it was nine millimeters over the line, wasn't it? Right. And I actually, I, I thought I was trying to see what I could compare it to, and it is actually 
the length the, of my little finger. That's that's about approximately nine millimeters. So it was over the line by the length of my little finger. You're you're going to talk about. I'm going to go back to January the fourth, two thousand and five. Do you know that Costas Champions League does? Oh, dying. Anyway, go yeah, on. 89th minute. Yeah, so Man United are pushing up to get a late winner. And Pedro Mendes, he spots Roy, Roy Carroll off his line, doesn't he? Yeah. From the halfway line, hits it. it. Carroll catches it, goes over his shoulder. Now, that went two yards yep. <laughs> over the line. Now, to give, to give you a comparison, so the goal we scored against um, Newcastle was my little fingernail. If you look at the picture, which is obviously is infamous now, isn't it? And, you know, most yep. Spurs fans have seen it. Carroll's shoulder is on the line and his hand is on the ball so it's his arm length yeah. the, 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 the same friend who supports Manchester United sent me that picture on my birthday as a birthday card oh mate yeah anyway carry on he's Sorry. still a friend unbelievably he's still a friend, still a friend. he <laughs> walks with a limp now but he's still a friend <laughs> anyway no mate that's it that's the ugly done with I didn't oh we're done off I didn't want to dwell on the ugly See, the one thing you never mentioned in that, which I was expecting, Go is on. our is the Pochettino record at Old Trafford. I didn't I wasn't oh, I haven't I haven't looked that up, mate. What's what is that? We've lost one nil every time. Oh sugar. Yeah, I am aware so, of that. So we, yeah. We've not scored and we've lost one nil every yeah. time. Yep. So when I saw the fixtures, I went, Ah, oh, well there's our annual one nil defeat. <laughs> um no genuinely I go into every game with us now thinking we got a chance of getting a result. I do. When we when we go into these games where we've had this run of weird we've just not performed there. No. You know, every time we've taken a team there we've just not performed. So hopefully this time we will. Um, the preparations of course have just taken a right kick in because yep. of what Hugo's gone and done. Mm-hmm. I oh, thank you for that. Um, I've, I've just looked again. I mean, there isn't any more news or clarification, but there is a police statement, um, which I will read out. I mean, it's it's been put on our Facebook page, but just for everyone listening, uh, the Met Police have said a man has been charged following a routine patrol stop in Gloucester Place W one. Hugo Larice, thirty one, of East Finchley was charged with drink driving on the Friday the 24th of August at roughly 2am. Um, sounds like he's been on a night out then, doesn't it? That's not that's not going for a couple of drinks with his wife, is it? That's a, no. that's a bender by the sounds of things, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my... Yeah, my big thing is I, I don't... Like I said to you right at the start of the podcast, I don't want people to condone this because he's Tottenham. Um, mm. We've got a comment on the page, and I'm not going to name the person who's made the comments, it's unfair, but he says, everyone makes mistakes, I'm sure he will learn and move on. No oh, biggie. Yeah. Oh, yes. now, he's written no that. biggie. I don't agree with that at all. Um, it's, one of, it's one of those things, and I, 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 Sam, I, I know we've spoke about this at the beginning of the podcast, yeah. so I'll just briefly say this. Right? The thing that upsets me the most about it is Listen, we 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 can all make whatever decisions we like in life, like you know, yeah. uh, as long as you know it's within the law, and that isn't in within the law doing that. But you're you're it's it, it quite possibly is one of the most selfish selfish things you can possibly do, because like you know the story you said with with, with your friends, you know, it, it's like. It's you're you're putting other people in harm's way. Like you know, if you want to go and drunk drink drive in a field and crash into a tree or something, then that's your decision. But when you're doing something that's going to involve innocent people and put innocent people's life life at risk, then it's not, it's unforgivable. No, I agree. I'm completely with you, and we won't we won't hammer that home any more than yeah. we have because we talked about it a lot. But yeah. um, 
so yeah, the Man United game. I, what do you think? I mean, we talked about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, do you think this game is going to go into one of those categories? Uh, I, do you know what? And you touched on it, but I, I genuinely, Sam, I genuinely do not have any fear going to Old Trafford. Like we've had some no. good results, uh, you know, in the in the in the last few years, haven't we? And I know, like, obviously, the one nils we've had very recently, but you know, we we broke that kind of hoodoo, didn't we? You know, we've never yeah. winning there, and I don't. I, Look, Man, I don't think Man United are any better than us. No, they're we're, not. No, not. It's, it's just down to the day. It's on yeah. the day which team wants it more, which team's set up well, and sometimes you get that little bit of luck. Yeah. I interesting. So, just one thing: where do you think we're going to go with team selection? Now, we played a back four in the first game. We played a, a back three with wing backs in the second game. Which way would you go at Old Trafford? I, I, I felt like when we went to the two, back to the two centre-backs, we was more comfortable. And we played like that most of last season, didn't we, with Sanchez and Vertonghen as the back we, two. Let's... We we did. Um, and I, I think you're absolutely right. The, the change of system and shape changed the game against Fulham. I personally like having the three because I think Trippier in the World Cup was a phenomenal wing-back. And I think at Old Trafford in the space, similar to Wembley, he could be again. Um, I'd prefer to see Danny Rose as a wing back than I would Ben Davis, and for me to say that that's big, by the way, because I'm not a Rose I fan. Really, I don't yeah. know if I've ever mentioned it. <laughs> not not because I don't like him as a player. I love the kid. Um, it was that interview with the son. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Moving on quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some people say forgive and forget. I don't believe that. Listen, well, just before you go any further, Sam, how can yeah. after him scoring that goal against Arsenal, how can you? have anything but love for the guy regardless of what who, he does who, afterwards Danny, Danny? Rose. yeah because just, he's because he's in the middle of writing a book <sighs> expose on the club and I know for a fact it's going to be pretty nasty oh, so I'm not a big fan yeah um, but I uh, interesting then Toby would you drop him to the bench yeah I, I'm, I was surprised I don't know what was what given happened. given it's Man United yeah, well. yeah, which makes it even more interesting, isn't it? It's it's strange because I thought in that Fulham game, I thought it would have been Toby that would have came off. Did you? Mm. Did, would you have expected that? Or uh, the only reason why I didn't think it'd be Toby coming off is because Davinson played the first game, Toby didn't. Um, Jan is a machine. The guy just never seems to get fatigued. Anyone else notice that? Yeah, yeah. Every season, he puts in probably as many games as the majority of the squad. The guy's a machine. Unless there's a proper injury, the guy just keeps going and going and going. And at a really great level. That's why, for me, he's the best defender. Yeah, sure. Now, I think if you looked at that, if, if Toby had played or whatever, I think possibly. But also... Uh, Pochettino's not stupid. I think he likes to send messages, you know, a kind of, he's here, I'm going to use him because he's doing everything right as far as I'm concerned. Hmm. Um, he And Toby didn't put a foot wrong in that game. He played very, very well. Yeah, I agree, I agree. And looked completely in control. Him and Jan slot together. I mean, they've played together since they were kids. Yeah, of course. You know, you, you tell them, right, lads, back three, done. Right, you two, your fullbacks, done. Right, you two, but, you know, it's just you two, right, done. Mm. And I think you, because of the understanding those two have got, the better solution often would be, unless there's an injury, to say, right, you two go there, Sanchez off. Uh, Dembele came on and changed the game. 
it is difficult to predict that whether we start like that Old Trafford would have the same effect, of course, because Dembele came on against tired legs mm. and he looked absolutely world-beating. Mm. To me, I'd like to see us have that option again and go there with the three, with the wing-backs and see what we can do. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah. Who knows what we're going to do? Predicting a Poch team has proven to be very difficult. Yeah, I agree. Always. And also, there is the added thing, which I'll just throw in there. Toby Alderweireld's daughter is due any day. Ah. Um, so, there will be conspiracy theorists, should Toby not be in the squad. But the reality is, his daughter is due any day. So, I think the club are perhaps, or perhaps Pock and him are saying, right, well, you know, you keep an eye on your phone. Yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, just keep that in mind. If, if we rock up there and he isn't even in the squad... Don't automatically go, oh, it's Man United, that's why his daughter's due like, yeah. any day. Um, so, okay. For me, my friend, that's everything i got to say. I will take one last quick check just to make sure there hasn't been any statement on Hugo before we go. I don't think there will be. I think this is something where the club's probably going to take their time to, you know, yeah, say of something. Yeah. And may- maybe if I could end the, the uh, this podcast on a lighter note i'm waiting for you Please. to post your picture of uh your deli alley glasses uh pose no no <laughs> yeah no i can do the three finger one right <laughs> and i'm doing it right now i look like some sort of anyway yeah i don't i don't look good let's put it that way now i saw this other one i have absolutely no, no idea the, the two one that he's got covering both his eyes if I tried that, I'd dislocate my <laughs> finger and possibly my wrist. I I have no idea how he's doing that. Can you do it? No. I'm not, can you do? Can I've, you do I've, the first? No, one? I've tried. I can't do either. And the second one, I actually tried, and I thought I'm going to break my finger if I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't I'm going to try it. the second one. Yeah. But the boss Pock has done a video on the Spurs thing of how to do the first one. Excellent. So yeah, check it. That's how I learned. Cool. He, he showed me. I always listen to Mauricio. He's the best. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, a big thank you. Uh, love chatting to you all things Tottenham. A uh, big thank you to everybody for listening. Last week's podcast was our biggest ever in terms of listeners. So a massive thank you. Hopefully all of you have stayed with us for this week. Hopefully more of you will be back next week. Don't forget the competition. Don't forget how to enter. If you do forget, go back and listen again <laughs> and get it. But make sure you do enter. Like I said, you've got really good odds. Pass it around. Tell all your Tottenham supporting friends what they need to do. And hopefully we'll have a new shirt going out to somebody next week. Other than that, my friend, we're done. I'll speak to you again next week. Yeah, take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on, you Spurs! And remember, to dare is to do.